Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Wife Loves Me. And today, we're going to be doing a review of Court of Miracles and looking at our top five games that are outside the BGG rating of 1,000. Thanks for joining us for episode number 57. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean with with his grumpy pants on. He's a he's a little little agitated, maybe. I don't know if agitated is the right word. A little little frustrated, little little grumpy. Why are you Why are you a little bit grumpy? <laughs> I have no grumpy idea. This? Dean and I had a game night. What this oh, week? A few a few a few I nights was, ago. I was grumpy. Well, I didn't think so. Okay. And this is what was interesting: is we had a game night, and we're going to be frank with possibly the exception of the game we're going to be reviewing today possibly but you never know we played a slew of games and they just weren't that great were they dean they're a little disappointing there it was not our finest game nights of all time and dean sent me a text the next morning and saying hey i just want to apologize if i was a little gr- bit grumpy well i was thinking I didn't notice it, but I was a little grumpy. I felt like because <laughs> it wasn't uh, no, grumpy is not the right word, but it was just kind of you know we play a lot of really good games and have fun, but you know it's not fun to play a you know a trifecta three games and you know we'll see yeah <laughs> we'll see look at do that. You think that how do you like my, me setting that up my passive aggressive way of of saying that you were grumpy? You think that was. Well, I do now. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wanted we don't get to have that many game nights, you know? Yeah, I know. That's and, it. And so like I wanted, you know, Great Western Trail and Concordia and I don't know, some other amazing game. That's what I wanted from my night. There you go. We didn't get that. No. And it you know, it's like you don't get a chance to go on a date with your wife very much and you go and then the restaurant's garbage. Yep. Or just, not, let me rephrase that, not garbage, but just not what you were expecting, you know? Right. Yeah, because the games weren't bad. No. But they weren't, like, well, know, top 10 I, I, games. I, I, I'm going to be honest. A couple of them I just really didn't like. Okay. <laughs> I got, like, definitely not. I mean, like, I'm talking, like, one maybe in the five range. Yeah. That's pretty low. Yeah. Not for me, know? but it, we won't and talk one, about that. And one, prob- two of them maybe in that range, actually. So really, yeah. Okay. Yeah, one more towards six. I think you know what I'm talking about. We don't want to share that though, y'all, because so basically, Dean and I are having an inside conversation among ourselves in front of Meeple Town right now. I'm looking back on our place from that night because I don't remember all the games that we played. It was three games, so okay, <laughs> that's what I thought, and I was like, "Am I missing a game in there?" Oh, because you're thinking I liked one of them better than I did. Correct. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I didn't really like that game that much, Dean. Okay. So we're continuing to have our inside conversation. This is interesting. Okay. I mean, everyone. One of them we're reviewing today, so I'm really intrigued to see. Everyone on the podcast is not having a good time right now. Oh, okay. Let's change. Because let's we're literally talking about something and they have no idea what we're talking about. Do you think polls make them happier? No, but I can tell you, maybe. But I can tell you why I'm Johnny Wife Loves Me today. Okay. Because my wife played a game with me this weekend. What are you doing? <laughs> What's happening right now? I knew you were about to go on a monologue, so I pulled up a game on my phone so I could play it. So you could watch. Well, are you serious? <laughs> you were going to. Town, do you hear that? Dean was going to start playing an app on his phone. I got busted. I wasn't even I wasn't even going to be very long. All I was going to say was simply, you know, uh, I think last 
week I was Johnny Solo, or I think that was last week, because I hadn't played a game with my wife in about three weeks. Well, she came to me earlier this week and said, hey, I just w- listened to your podcast about how you hate how I you said that I hate you because I don't play games with you. <laughs> oh, gosh. But that was awkward. And I, well, I said, well, it's kind of true. Oh, wow. All right. Just kidding, baby. You know I love you. And I, I never, do premarital counseling. I never hate you. I've never done marital never counseling, but I can, I can... All the things that you've done to me, and I still love you. So... <laughs> That's a joke too, Meeple Town. Dang it. I wasn't actually playing a game. I realized that I didn't I didn't record one of the games that we played, and so I was going mm. back and recording it. The honest truth, Meeple Town, is my wife has been working like crazy the last three weeks, and she is not at the moment. So we actually got to play a game, which I might talk about. But let's do a poll first. What do you All think? All right, let's hear it. Let's hear this poll. Okay. I think I know what this one is, and well, I'm excited because... Yeah, go ahead. Well, while I'm pulling up the poll, I'm going to mention that Dean and I did get called... A husbands or something by someone on YouTube or something. It's an honest mistake, right? They saw we have, we both have silicone rings on, good chemistry on the camera. And they thought that we were married. Uh-huh. Wow. They don't listen to the podcast because we talk about our wives That was literally often. the most horrific <laughs> message ever to think that. It, you could do worse, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm taking off my jacket now because I'm, I'm getting hot. Little, he's feeling a little uncomfortable right now. Oof, I don't know. Okay. That was a good one, Are Dean. you good? I'm not going to lie. That Full was time? a good one. All right. Whew. Okay. So, simple question this week. How many of you play solo board games? I've been thinking after last week Ooh. talking about being Johnny Solo. And, but I have three here. Yep, all the time. So, people that play them regularly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, so you got your folks who do it occasionally, and then never. So, where do you think people are? Do you think people regularly play solo games? Do you think people are the sometimers, or there's people that just a lot of people who just say they never play? That's a t- mm. this is a tough one. <clears throat> that is tough. This is a tough know, one. I think if you asked me a year ago, I would say it's probably more like sometimes to the never range. Yeah, if I had to guess, but. You think there's more people with more COVID? More. I think a lot more people are playing solo. I, I see it all the time on social media. People talking about playing solo games and and being introduced to the, you know. I did write yep time. all the time. Okay. Yeah. So that's I just want to be clear about what I wrote there, and I wrote sometimes, and I wrote never. I think I'm going to say sometimes. I think more people are playing. I I wonder also if it's sometimes more towards the more frequent mm. than than the never side. So I'm going to say sometimes. Percentage-wise, am I right, first off? First of all, I helped you out by saying all the time, didn't I? I wasn't that, even listening that, to that you. Moved you. That moved you in phone. the direction, didn't it? It did. You're like, hmm, okay. And I do that. That's what I do. I mean, I help. That's what I, I help people, Dean. So was I right? You're right. That was going to be my answer anyway. Yeah. Oh, oh, fifth. <laughs> 43%. Is that right? No. You threw me off. You said 43%. I did. Oh. Uh, that's not right, though. It, 43% is wrong. Okay. I would say poof, 52. It's 50. I was going to say 50. Okay. And then, so I started going, and then, because I was going to say 50, and Dean caught me, and that's whenever I turned the 50 into a 43. I mouthed it. Uh, I got you. To throw him off the game, the sniff. I thought you were about to say the sniff. Fudge. Yeah. But well, I didn't say I was going to say friends forever. That's 
what I, and then look at you in the eyes. All, All right. So 50% said yeah, 50% sometimes. said sometimes. I'll just go ahead and give the other ones. 28% said never and 22% said yep. I think that time. number's on the rise. Would you say I that? think so too. No doubt about it. I've played more solo games. I mean, lately. I actually, actually obviously I have. Today, last week I talked about a game I played solo. Today I'm going to talk about a game I played solo. Even though I've actually played quite a few games lately that were not solo. The one I'm going to talk about is solo. I think that's an excellent segue. Is it? You know, it's interesting. We haven't talked about some random nonsense on this podcast yet, but let's go. This is a show about We're doing some board games board today. Board games and no nonsense. Yeah. So if you're new to the show, no, that's what you're going to get. We tolerate get no none nonsense. How many, <clears throat> nonsense. Day, how many days of nonsense have we had? You know what I'm <laughs> zero, talking about? Zero days since our last nonsense day. That's exactly right. All right. <laughs> we actually have a, a uh, board up on our wall that says that. And if there's exactly any, right. if there's any days written on there, it's because we hadn't been in here in a few days. That's that's true. All right. Are, do you sometimes think my life is nonsense? No. And just go sit and think about that. No. No, I don't. Yeah, Man, me. I had this perfect segment, segue into this this next segment, and then we start talking about nonsense. All right, solo. Hey, I got it. I've been playing Dean's, a lot of solo games. Dean's lately. games he's going to talk about are nonsense. <clears throat> there, so, we there we go. Uh, actually, this one's not. Um, okay, before I start off with the game I've been playing lately, I want to mention that last week I talked about Forgotten Waters. Um, uh, Forgotten Waters is one that I mentioned playing solo, saying that it was worth it to pick up solo. Now, I still, I've not played any more because I really want to get, um, I want to get more plays of this with more people. And uh, so I, I, I'm going to do a, a video of this at some point, get a full-on review. But but one of the things that um, Nikki from... Uh, from Plathat Games reached out to me, and she was just telling me that she was listening to the podcast and saying that um, that she wanted to let us know that you can play this remote, that there's a free remote assistant that allows for online play. And I'm going to check this out. I don't know when. Here in the next like week or two, I'm going to try to do this. I've got some stuff going on, so I'm not sure exactly when that's going to play out. But I really want to play this at 3+, plus, but it's difficult for me to do that right now. So okay. I really want to recommend you check that out. You can go to their website and find it, but it's remote.fwcrossroads.com and um and this allows you to play it now somebody has to one person has to have a copy of this game if more people have it it's helpful but it's not necessary you can play with just one one copy of the game and play remotely so that's I'm gonna, cool i'm gonna check that out i'm glad she reached out and, and mentioned that to us because um i had kind of vaguely heard of that and i looked into it a little bit more it looks looks pretty sweet i think a lot of people are if I had to guess, the way that I'm seeing people talk about that is that it's the best way that that's been done to play games remotely. Hmm. I think companies are going to take a look of it. They're going to take notice, which is why I really want to get a play of that specifically remotely, just to see how that plays out. That sounds cool. Yeah. All right. That's anyway, good. Solo that I played recently, Imperial Settlers Rise of the Empire. Now, this is not necessarily geared just towards solo players. It's a one to four player expansion a campaign expansion for imperial settlers john do you like imperial settlers oh dean here we go again he's causing drama okay empires of the north is the better game do i like imperial settlers sure does it blow my mind no okay that's how i feel about it the correct answer do you want to play sure i'll play with you for the poll was that rise of the empire am i going to recommend it probably not imperial settlers is a great game great you don't like that? I mean, it's fine. Here's what I think, John. But you know what, Dean? You're allowed to like what you like. Rise of the Empire is going to change fine. your mind. It's fine. It's a fine game. 
It's an excellent game. It's going to change. Rise of the Empire is going to change your mind. You, you I hope it does. To, you want me to change your mind right now? You can't. All right. So it's campaign. <laughs> the first game that you play is essentially the norm. I'm changed. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I did it. Wow. That didn't take much. All right. All right. Check I'm out Rise it. of the Empire. I'm getting it now. <laughs> first game that you play is essentially the same, except you have these quest cards. All right. Okay. Now, in a solo play, you play with four quests, and you have to complete two. Otherwise, your empire is going to crumble. But uh, normally, I think you play with three of those cards, if I remember right. Okay. Now, the quest cards say that you need to complete this task, and if you're the first one to complete it, you flip the card over, you get a bonus, and then you're also going to get to move up on one of the three tracks that you're trying to move up on. Okay? I like that. So the okay. three tracks that you're trying to move on are going to give you bonuses throughout the game. Like throughout the series of the campaign. Like an engine building thing? Yes, very much so an engine building thing. I like that. And a campaign engine building thing. All right. I like that. All right. So you start off in the ancient era and you've got these three tracks. You don't have to move up on all of them, but if you do move up on all of them, you're going to get more bonuses. You just need to move up on one track to be able to flip and go to the next. I forget what the next era is called, but there's three different eras that you're playing through, okay? Okay. So once I get done with this sheet, then I move on to the next one. Things kind of reset, and then you move on to the next one. Whoever makes it to the modern era first is going to be declared the winner of the campaign. So it's like a Civ game. It's like a racing Civ game, John. You just talked about how much you like racing games. (sighs) Like racing in the sense of, like, I need to complete this thing first. Well, here's the thing. That sounds really intriguing. That sounds like a lot different than the regular Imperial Settlers. Game. I'm not done yet. I got two more things okay. that we'll talk about. So, so, yeah. Okay. You ready for this? At the end of every game, you are going to take your score, and that's going to give you these basically tech points. They're invention points, and you're going to buy inventions that you're going to keep from round to round. Okay. Like an engine building thing. Like an engine building thing. All right. So you have to buy an an, an invention every round, and if you don't. Your empire is going to crumble, and you won't lose, but you have to set. You have to start over from the very. So beginning. if you invent nothing, yep, your empire is garbage. That's right, that's right. Okay. Does that mean my life is garbage if I haven't invented anything yet? But wait, there's more. Oh, I'm not even listening to you. All right, you also are going to get these uh, province cards, and these are just given to you. Okay. Also engine building. Okay. You're going to randomly draw one, which I don't know how much I like that. I would almost rather be able to take a couple and be able to choose, but. It is what it is. So you're going to take one of those. They're going to give you a bonus again at the beginning of each game. You'll get a bonus or some kind of like, it'll it'll be a card that goes into your empire, okay? Okay. But it's going to cost you five points, but you have to have it in there, okay? You have to have it in there. It's going to cost you five points every game to be able to use it, but it's giving you bonuses, so you should be able to make up the difference from that. Okay. Okay. Now, here's the ways you lose. Can't buy an invention card, or your score is less for three games in a row than it was the previous game Mm. you'll get knocked out your empire will crumble john i think you're really gonna like this we need to play this so you loved it i love it a lot but i love imperial settlers okay and here's will it get it will it get samey over time or no i don't think so because like the the things that the bonuses you're getting are so different um some of them might just be um you know some of them might just give you resources or something like that okay but some of them, like one token I got, it goes on a production card. Okay. And that production card produces double that round. Okay. Okay. 
Um, some of it might be, if you get a heart, you don't have to pay. I didn't mention this, but if you get a province card, which you have to take them, you actually have to pay for those province cards every round, sometime throughout oh, the game. So every like, single round. So it might cost two food. So before the end of the game, I'm going to have to pay those two food. Otherwise, my empire will crumble. Okay. All right? You're going to like this a lot. Too Solo bad, too was bad a, I sold Imperial Settlers. Are you kidding me? I did. Well, I did not, and I will not. This game is fantastic. You and I are going to play this. I Solo is a lot of fun, but I think it's definitely going to be much better with, with more players. Yeah. As most games are for me. I sold Imperial Settlers because I just like Empires of the North better. So yeah. that was not a... Totally reasonable. But there are yeah. a lot of people who love Imperial Settlers, me being one of them. Rise of the Empire is so much fun. You're going to dig it. A little 7.6 action right now. See a couple... Uh, wow. See a couple fives saying that it just wasn't that good. Now, I did watch a review on this. Uh, I think Z from Dice Tower that had some complaints about like... There was nothing like spectacular about the bonuses that you're getting, which I think there's probably some truth to that, but you're getting a lot of different bonuses throughout, which I think is really interesting. So mm. anyway, I like it quite a bit, and I'm only a, a few games into this, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a lot of fun. Interesting. Yeah, see some, some, some very positive comments towards this game, and some that it conceptually sounded great, but it wasn't when you played it, so... Are you selling me a false bill of goods right now? <laughs> I don't care about what the critics say, except what this critic says. Wow. Yeah. Okay, you can quote him there. <laughs> How about that? But no, there's some very positive. 7.6, that's pretty high. So there's some really positive stuff too. So. Because, okay, you didn't dislike Imperial Settlers. No, no. I yeah, said that at all. But I think that I think that this will raise it for sure for you because okay. of because of engine building and other things. So anyway. Alrighty, well, if you hear me taking a couple of sips of coffee, it's because I'm taking a couple of sips of coffee. Oh, that's a very astute observation. So here's the game that my wife and I played, and I'm not going to go into super detail because I think Dean and I are going to do a showdown potentially with this sometime. We say that. We have all these like ideas that we don't do. That is very true. If we had, If this was our full-time gig, we would put out some amazing content. Mm-hmm. As it is, we put out pretty subpar content. Dean's on, his, Dean's on his phone again. Whenever he gets on his phone, I'm just going to stop talking and see if he can pick up I'm trying to I figure out at. what I'm going to rate this game. I still haven't figured out. I'm struggling with the game that we're, we're talking about today. So the game that I played this weekend, again, I actually got a copy of this because, hey, y'all, it's been really cheap on Amazon. I got it for $28. That's Riverboat. Oh, Michael yeah. Kiesling. Little Clemens Franz. I own this game. Din, this is fantastic. Din. Din. I just called you Din. Dean in... To couple months ago? me, yeah, yeah, to maybe this two game. months ago or something, something like that. Um, maybe it was like four or five actually. Do we, I don't think we've talked about this though, because this might have been at the beginning of COVID. No, we haven't. Okay, I don't, but we're not, we won't go into super details because we might do that. I took all the time for Rise of Empire, Rise of the Empire. You did. You took a, you took a lot of time, but I, I'll say this. Um, yeah, Dean introduced me to it. Of course, I'm interested in a Kiesling game. I hadn't played this one. This one came out in 2017. Um, it's got some similarities, sort of, to um, Heaven and Hell, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, you have hexes. You're placing them out. Interesting in this game, you're taking workers. You're putting them onto spots on a board. And those are the spots where you're going to put your crops. Um, but every single round, at the very beginning of the whole thing, you're going to be drafting these round tiles. So every single round, whoever has that dra- that tile, everyone plays, but they get to go first and get a bonus. So it's really interesting, right, Dean, whenever you're picking those tiles and mm-hmm. trying to figure out, okay, I really want that bonus bad, 
But over here, I really want to go first because I see some crops over there that I need that crop to help do what I want to do. You know, th those are really interesting decisions. And then there's a lot of ways to score points in this game. Yes. A lot uh -huh. of ways. There's there's these four cards that come out. There's also wells and barns and and Wells? Wells. Okay. Oh well. I was like, that'd be weird. Wells. Wells yeah. in the Mississippi this is about River. The, this is about the Mississippi River. And without going into too many more details, I really enjoy this one. Do you remember a few years back, uh, April 1st, April Fool's joke about there being a whale in the Mississippi River? Or is it actually, I think it was like, came up the Mississippi River and was in like the, I don't know, I don't Tennessee listen River. to that nonsense. Okay. So you like it? Yeah. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I like this one quite a bit. I've only played it that one time. Uh, at some point, John and I are going to do some sort of a comparison between... With some Kiesling games? Yeah, either yeah. you know with Heaven and Ale or maybe just do a Kiesling episode or something. I quite like... Yeah, I quite like this game. Spoiler. Yeah, I did too. Uh, and you know, I'm, we're, I'm telling you this now because it's $31 again on Amazon right now. I mean, this is a steal for $31, in my opinion. Yeah, pick this up. I mean, if you if you're out there and you've played Azul, and you, you know, I mean, it's a puzzly type Kiesling game, you know, and you want to get a little bit little bit deeper, mm -hmm. go get your riverboat. If you've played Heaven and Ale, and you've already played some of these more strategic hex games that he's come out with, and you haven't played Riverboat, go pick up Riverboat. Isn't that, okay, Heaven and Ale, Azul, and Riverboat are all probably... Eight plus games for me. I know Azul not for is not me, for you, not for me. But I those are three amazing games. That's that's one of the best years for a designer maybe ever. You think? Are those all the same year? Yeah, all 2017. I think I didn't is know that, that right? Heaven and Nail was 2017. Is it? Look it up. I think that's right. I'm pretty sure it is because I yeah I remember Rado doing a um, video for Riverboat saying that me. Riverboat was the best. You're right. Keesling game to come out that year, I think. Wow, Rado said that. Uh -huh. Interesting. Well, that'll be a good conversation. Uh, I haven't looked at that recently, but I, if my memory serves me correctly, I think that's what he said. Wow. So you know what, Dean? I actually think that that's it. We need to do a, a, stand, a showdown between those three games because they were his three games from 2017. Mm -hmm. That's tough. Yeah. So that's what we'll do, Meeple Town. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Azul is such a different game than those two. Next but episode, we're going to do it. Is that right? Let's do it. Come on, let's do it. I don't know. We don't plan. We plan like a day in advance. So no, we, no, let's do it. That's, <laughs> let's do it, baby. We'll, we'll do that at some point. We'll do some sort of a showdown. Don't listen to John. All right. Are you done? Are you done? Can we talk about Court of Miracles? Yeah. All right. Let's get on to Court of Miracles. John, let's talk about the Court of Miracles. First, let's talk about how you paused it after I called you baby. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I got these pronunciations right. I it was wasn't just pausing an... it because of your nonsense. No, it was. Can you imagine if I paused it? We have it to every, erase it. Every now time. we have to erase the board. Back to zero days of nonsense. Every time no John nonsense. says nonsense, I have to pause this. you know how long it would take us to finish this? Who knows? Court of Miracles is by designer Vincent Brugeas. Guillaume Gautrand, and then the art is by Ronan Tauhoet. All right. This is from Lucky Duck Games. This says it is. it was published in 2019. Now, this was by Lumberjack Studios, I believe, and then Lucky Duck is redoing it, so it is out or about to come out, something like that. 
Let me read this little 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 tidbit from BGG. You ready for this? Man, I'll, yep. You're going to lead a guild of beggars, plot, use trickery, and opportunism to build your own your renown and take over the old 16th century Paris. Mm-hmm. Does that sound cool? Sure. All right. I like, it is. I'm going to say this right off the bat, Dean. It's $27.99. We'll get to that. And it is October release. Okay. So it's not I'd, out yet. It's still pre-order. So okay. So it's not quite out yet. All right. Um, hey, okay. I didn't know anything about this theme, and so I was like, "What is the Court of Miracles?" And then I and I Google searched it, and you know, the first thing that popped up was Hunchback of Notre Dame because mm-hmm. they have the Court of Miracles in Hunchback of Notre Dame. I had never seen the movie before, so I immediately dropped everything that I was doing and watched the movie. Really, <laughs> it was good. The I cartoon. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. That's cool. It's got a good. It's been. A, I've seen a it good a long time ago for sure. It's. I. I don't remember it. It's a really positive message. Um. Anyway, Court of Miracles. We'll do our top Disney movies of all time at some point. Dean oh. would get giddy on that. I could do a top five Disney board games that came out in 2020 right now. I, I tell you, Robin Hood, which we talked about earlier, and The Great Mouse Detective would be really high on my list. That was the first movie I was like really young. My dad took me to it, like two or three. Court of Miracles. <laughs> Speaking of Court of Miracles. <laughs> I could care less. I could not care less. Is that, <laughs> just, you better say it right. <laughs> uh, I did not say it right. I was just kidding. All right. I, I, I do care. I care about your Disney movie preferences. Let's just move on. Okay. Court of Miracles is essentially a worker placement game with a twist. Okay. So you have your rogue tokens. Everyone starts off with the same rogue tokens that have values that are going to be hidden when four I, of them. Four of them. When I place mine out onto the board, I'm going to take the action of that space. I'm going to take the action of that location, the neighborhood. And then if you have three of those rogue tokens in a spot, then you're going to, a battle is going to ensue. Battle Royale. That's right. That's right. It's so actually This not. game is like basically um, Blood Rage. It's... <laughs> In the Court of Miracles. Not not exactly. So it's actually, it's a standoff is going to happen. And what you're going to do is you're going to add up the total of those, but you don't know what they are. So there is some, there is some mind trickery, some, some, uh, they're not way different though, which isn't. No, that's true. That's true. So you start off with a value two, two value ones and the value zero. But if you lose the battle and you have that value zero in there, the winner has to give you a coin. coin. Okay. Now you are, you are going to be able to get different rogue tokens throughout the game, but but they don't increase the value crazy. It's not like it's seven and tens and eights in the bag and all That's that right. stuff. So That's right. Yeah. Now, the the whole purpose of the game is you're wanting to get your renown tokens. You're going to start off with six. You want to get those. You have to get those out onto the board. You're going to get that by controlling locations and neighborhoods. You're going to get them for um, getting those. Uh, what is what is that spot called on the board where you can put them out there, pay a cost and get a benefit and then put your renown token out. Oh, there. yeah. Um, so that's how you're going to get those out there. And then the other big part of the game, it's a pretty simple game to explain, mm-hmm. actually. But the big part is the plot cards that you're going to get. You can have up to four plot cards. You're going to gain these. You have you start off with one. You're going to gain more throughout the game from different spots on the board. Or plop cards, if you don't get a good one. All right. Plot cards. That's, that's pretty good, John. Um, they're going to give you lots of different things um you know they might allow you to take coins from another player might let you move rogue tokens around um there's a lot of different things that they can do but that's a big part of the game you're going to be able to play one of those per round 
If you're the first player to get your renowned tokens, all six of them out on the board, you're going to be declared the winner. There you go. The penniless king. Is that what you're going to be called after that? The penniless king. We're going around and no. we don't have nothing. We the, don't have money. We don't got nothing, but we're the king. So all, all that matters, girl, is that I'm the king. Oh, this and is a terrible song. <laughs> like, this is not, like, this is the anti hunchback of Notre Dame. This is horrible. All right. So um, you're not the penniless king, I guess. The penniless king is what's going to be moving around. I don't remember what you're called. You're, you're called something that's very important when you win the game. But the song counts for the penniless king. It's the same song. Let's talk about the art and components, John. What do you think? Um. Okay. I actually really like the art in this game. I really like the board art, don't you? Um, the box art is okay. It's it, it's 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 not bad. It's not great. It's it's okay. It gives me slight vibes of like Vincent Dutre. I think hmm. this coming from a a guy who is absolutely not an art critic and knows nothing about art, but I know what it looks like and how it makes me feel. It gives me the feels of a little bit of Vincent Dutre. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I I really do like the. For some reason, when the board's laid out, I think it really looks good. Don't you? And the art on the cards is good. Lucky Duck always does a pretty good job with that stuff. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. The the rogue tokens are these wooden discs that have indentions in them so you can put your tokens in to say who's... Because you don't see the bottom They're of plastic. them. plastic. That's not right. Really? They're wooden. We've played this game plenty of times and we don't know. I know. Open the box now. It, they and I want least, you to put it in, and put it in your teeth. Here, while I'm and talking. You can feel it. I'm talking. Whether it's it wooden. They at very least look like wood. I'm pretty sure they're wood. They're plastic. Um, they have these... Uh, the, oh, you can hear me knocking my microphone around. <laughs> probably should have had these out. <laughs> so they have the indentions for you to put your token. So you know which token is yours, but you don't know what's underneath it. You can hear that they're plastic. Look at it, though. I think it's wood. It's not wood. It says his teeth are made of wool. Uh, oh, uh, that's wood, buddy. Uh, well, no, look at that spot there. Yep, yeah, it's wood. Lucky look duck, at help us out. No, come on. I think it's. I I think it's. It is wood, John. Look at it. You think that's the, um, the router bit? It's wood, but there's a ton of lacquer on here, so that feels like plastic. Is that right? You might be right, Dean. Listen, Meeple Town. Listen to that noise. Is that wood? Hold up. Shh. That's wood. You can't tell from that. Scrape it. Scrape it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like wood. Right? How many listeners have we lost today? I mean, seriously. Like, how many people have shut the radio off? This is too much nonsense. All right? There's never let's, enough nonsense. Let's get back on never track. Never too much nonsense. So you got these wooden tokens that are really nice. They got um, the the images on there are are good. Um, mm. My biggest complaint. So you mentioned the board looking good, and I totally mm -hmm. agree with that. But it is cut to. It's a custom cut of the board, yeah. right? So it's not this square or round board, but. It has all these different notches that's cut along the board to, the tops to show of where the, the different castles yeah and tops stuff. of the castles and stuff. Um, the, houses. The, the board gets moved around in the box, and I've got a few places on the board that are smushed in a little bit because of yeah. it just getting bounced around. It's not like I'm, you know, going crazy and shaking the box around. Or I anything. mean, it could have happened on shipping. 
Could have. I mean, but it shouldn't the have first happened. time it came out, it was it was messed up. I can't remember if the board was plastic plastic wrapped with something else in there. I don't remember at this point. When but. Dean gets review copies, he just he takes them and starts shaking them around and he throws them around a little bit test them with the car he tries to run over them to see how sturdy they will be we're given because we are giving reviews that are unlike any other reviews that's right i mean obviously if you're listening right now that's right i've not done any of those things i'm not remember when dwight takes the the car seat or the stroller on the office and starts like throwing it around all over the place and oh, attaches yeah. it to his car and does like a bumper test and stuff. You know, and my, That's what Dean does to board my games. My mind immediately went to when um, Napoleon Dynamite, his brother, what's his brother's name? Kip. Kip. When, when Kip has the, yeah, when he's selling serious. the the indestructible like Tupperware and he puts it in his back tire and backs <laughs> up and it, bro- breaks. it just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't do that to the games, but the board it it gets a little it's it's got some dings in it because of it. So that's a negative for me, but it looks cool. It looks. I really agree cool. with that. It is a negative, but it looks cool. Components <laughs> are, yeah. are are great. Otherwise, I think though. Yeah, especially which we'll talk about the worth it for twenty seven ninety nine. Excellent. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Now, what about the gameplay? John? So is it actually good? So in the in the midst of our game night that was less than thrilling, was there a gym in the midst of it? Or did this add to Dean's grumpy pants? Okay, so let me tell you what I like about it. <laughs> Let's start off with the positives, right? All right. Okay. I've talked about Blitzkrieg a few times lately. It has some of those feels. Agree or disagree, Dean? It does. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. it yeah. does, yeah. Interesting that we've talked about that game a few times, um, and then we talk about this game. Um, it's interesting. You talk about Blitzkrieg daily. No. <laughs> it's like one of those... like. You're gonna have um, Alhambra, an next year. Alhambra that like oh, it's just goodness. an okay game, but Blitz no, Creek Blitz is Creek not is better an okay. Than, it's it's, it's really better good. than it's definitely better than okay. But for some reason, it ke- keeps coming up, and Dean he, Dean just despises it when I when that happens. Anyway, <laughs> so you have those that interesting decision about not only what spot you're gonna go to because as Dean mentioned earlier, the spot gives you a bonus. So you might go, man, I need some coins. I can go to this two coin spot, but also you're gonna get the neighborhood action. So then you're thinking, yeah, I want that two coin spot, but I don't really want to move one of the rogues, which may, which is on one of the places, the neighborhood action is you get to move a rogue. And you're like, yeah, I don't really care about that. So really trying to find the combination of what the most powerful move is for you at the time is interesting to me, right? Yeah. Um, and on top of that, you're thinking through, you're looking at your opponents, all your opponents and trying to figure out, okay, well, they have this many renowned tokens. This is how many I have. And trying to just time everything well, it's interesting the penniless king that can come and set off without having, because normally you have to have three uh, rogues in a neighborhood and it sets off the standoff and whoever has the highest point value. Very simple. Gets their renown token on there. But then the penniless king, if he's coming around and he points, lands on a certain spot, it just sets that off. Right. Dean won the first game uh, because in one move he got two renowned tokens off his board by that way. You cannot you cannot underplay undervalue the penniless king. I feel like, but it's easy to and I do because it's game, it's you know it's just kind of there. Yeah. Um, but you have to be aware that at any moment you know you can potentially move up four spots. I think that's probably the max maybe because you can you can play a plot card that allows you to double the space that you're playing in, and then you can place your rogue token in a times two spot. So that would move four. 
So in an instant, I could trigger this. You could do more because you could go to the one spot that triggers one, and then you could actually put your renown and pay for the one that gets you to go up three in that other place. Oh, so you could really, I guess you could, you could yeah. really rocket it up six spots, seven, I don't know, something like that. I don't know if, that, if that's a two spot, though, if that's just has one spot in there. I, I think remember. it's a one spot, so it would double to a two, and then so a five, maybe. I think five. You okay, that's right. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of that might not make sense because there's a lot of we can't really explain all the action spaces, but no, but essentially it's moving the penniless king, it's getting coins, yeah. it's getting plot cards. They're, they're not a ton of them. Um, but yeah, yeah, so maybe five could be the most, mm-hmm. but that's a lot. Like that instantly moves you up to where you're going to have a, a battle royale in one of those neighborhoods that you might yeah. not have been expecting, and, but you have to prepare for it, you yeah. know? And, and that's where like the chess element of this comes into it play because you have to read your, the other opponents to at least have an idea of what they could be doing and yeah. you need to try to head them off if you can, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, I think so too. And then and then I don't think you've mentioned this, Dean, but the neighborhood, when you get the renown bonus, you can lose that. So if there's Correct. been a standoff yeah. there and Dean has his renown token on there, then if three more tokens get on there that we do another standoff and someone puts their renown token and Dean has to take his back. Mm-hmm. So trying to figure that part out about stealing the renowned tokens at the right time it's yeah it is one of those games that where you have to line up everything to right. win the game and hopefully if your opponents are playing well not me uh <laughs> you're thinking through all that like okay dean's got that and that and if he does this and do that then he can yeah kind of that chess type like let me get in the right position to win which is really i like that quite a bit and the, the other part is with the rogue tokens let's say i uh take the spot where i trade in one of my rogue tokens yeah. now john doesn't know what i got rid of and he also doesn't know what I gained. So yeah. I could have purposefully gained uh, or placed a token in there that I want to lose so that I can gain extra benefits. Sure. Or I could have placed a powerhouse token in there so that I can take put my renown token on there. Get your spots. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I would say that that's... So something that makes it interesting that's not just a t- back and forth. I place a, You place this, I place this, and we try to capture the king or whatever is that you have the bag building piece or the, the worker upgrade kind of piece to it. It's not a bag building, sorry. You draw out of a bag is why I said that. But then also those those cards, you know, the plot twists. Yeah. Those are interesting in the game. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about those? They can be swingy, right? That, they they yeah. are interesting, but they can be um they can really change the game and you can get some that are great. Now, the good thing is you can only play one per round. Um, so you can't yeah. just play four of them at and one time and, and, and win the game, you know. Um, but they can be really swingy at, at different parts of the game, you know. Like, uh, but in but I like them. I think they're a really important part of the game. But let's say, uh, let's say John has two tokens in one neighborhood and he's about to close that one out, regardless whether it's him or me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I might play a card that takes one of those tokens out and moves it somewhere else, which can be frustrating for you, but you have to plan for that. And I think that's yep. why, even though I think the plot cards can be swingy and they can be lucky, you know, you know, there's luck involved in the cards that you draw. You have to anticipate the worst, right? You have to prepare for yeah. the worst in this game. Yeah, that was that was one of my like slight. I, I wouldn't say heavy negatives, but slight is that those can be swingy, and you can get. Especially at the end of the game, if you draw the right card at the right time, it could really help you to win the game. If you draw some bad cards at the beginning, hopefully you can make up for them. Because you will draw quite a few by the end of the game. You can hold four sure. in your hand at a time. So 
I mean, in a in a game, Dean, we were playing. What, what did we draw? Like seven, eight of those cards, probably over the course of the game. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. maybe more, even potentially, maybe not. So it depends on how much back and forth there goes on, that goes on in the game. Yeah. You can draw a lot more if you continue to go back and forth on those, getting the renowns and stuff like that. But so a lot of times it does balance out. But there's there's definitely some cards that you could draw, and then it just does you no good. Like yeah. if you, if you had like if you were in the lead, and there's a card that you know, you're anyone that has more renown than you gives you a penny. And if you're just in the lead and you're at the end of the game and you get to draw one and you draw that, then that does you absolutely yeah. no good, you know. Yeah. But you also could have three more in your hand ready to play, you know. So it's not like you're stuck with that's the only one you have. So that's why I say it's a, it's a slight negative, I think, for me because it can be a little swingy, but it's fairly, I mean, it's fairly well-balanced. Uh, yeah. And they're, you know, they're they're not all unique cards either. You know, there's repeats no. in the cards, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, having not less because there's still a decent amount of card variety, right? I don't yeah. remember exactly how many different types of cards there are, um, but there's enough to have a, a variety. But there's not there's, too many where you can't anticipate what somebody could potentially could have. have yeah. You know, and I think that's neat. and I, I do think that. And then your opponent can't have something great, and then you don't get it. That's right. Yeah. So you, it, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I think that now you could draw really well though. Like, think about the ones that can just knock the neighbor. Like, there's one card that lets you take out every token from a neighborhood. Now, if you drew several of those and could just keep knocking everybody out every round, that yeah. could get really frustrating. But it is but it is kind of situational, you know? I mean, it almost depends. Like, you can have a really good card, but it might not be a good card in your situation. It might be a better card for somebody else to have. Yep. But I also think that you probably want to have a good selection of cards, Yes. On hand, right? You, Not that you have to have four cards the entire time, but you probably want to have two or three at least um, so that you do have different options as you're playing throughout. Because if you don't have good plot cards, or any plot cards for that matter, I don't yeah. think you're going to win this game. Yep. Plot cards are really Oh, yeah, important. you can't. You can't. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm ready. Okay, I, I did want to ma- mention a couple more things, I guess. One is that this has a feel. I think maybe you mentioned this, John. has a feel a little bit of a like a Thomas Lehman game. Did you mention that in our game night? Mm-hmm. Did I? Was it a... No, I think I was thinking... I was talking about a different game. I was talking okay. about um, Fort last week. Okay. That's right. And it does. I kind of think Court of Miracles has a little bit of that feel, too. Because he's always doing those race games. You're just racing. And it is... Uh, it's not... This one isn't card-driven like a lot of his games are. Uh, but cards are very important. They do help you with with taking your actions. So, it. I don't know. We've been playing a decent amount of these type of racing games lately. Yeah. Um, and this one does have that same kind of feel. So I think that's really interesting. Yep. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to jump into final thoughts. I am too. This is actually a pretty quick game. We didn't mention this, but this is uh, plays up to five players and it's uh, says 40 minutes on the box. Um, yep. I'd say that's when you accurate. play against me and you're, I'm terrible. You beat me five in 20 minutes, minutes. <laughs> five minutes. <tops. No. laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I'll start off. I think you're going to be surprised by this. All right. You ready for this? Um, I'm ready. Um, I like this game quite yeah. a bit. I think it's I think it's fun. You get a decent amount of gameplay complexity for how long the game takes. Now it's not a complex game, but there's a lot to think about. You know, the plot yeah. cards that you have, the plot cards that your opponents could potentially have. Why did they take that spot? What kind of you know, what rogue do they have in that spot? You know, yeah. there's there's a, interesting decisions to be made in this game. For a game that you can play in less than 40 minutes with not a high player count, I believe. And 
I'm really impressed by this. I'm Lucky not surprised. Duck is, is, Lucky Duck is is doing good things for me right now. I'm not surprised because you like area majority, area control type games. It's a really, like you said, fairly quick game. I think that you like the plot cards. I think that I do. That you like in the, the rogue tokens. In the rogue tokens, yeah. yeah. I, I am. I'm not surprised at all that you really like this game. And it, it's rising. It, the, with more and more plays that I get of this game, it's it's risen. Um, I enjoyed it the first play, but I've enjoyed it a lot more now that you know all the cards, you know the rogue tokens that could potentially come out. You have to which know only this takes game a couple to, plays, honestly. Yeah, oh yeah, you, absolutely. Before you start knowing the yeah, you're gonna see all the cards in one game potentially. You know, yeah. um, and maybe not all the rogue tokens, but you can always just go look at those. So yeah, um, Lucky Ducks they also put out uh, Lucky Duck put out Tangarden this year. Is that right? I don't know. Isn't isn't that right? I don't I don't I don't know if this is you, pertinent to the conversation. That, do you think? I, I think that Dean <laughs> is just bringing up stuff. <laughs> um, Tang Garden did come out this year, and that was Lucky Duck that that brought this to the U.S. Um, was it, when it, okay, yeah. The reason why I'm bringing this up I was is gonna because say, that's Thunder Griff games. That's what I was. Yeah, but it was it was Lucky Duck that at least brought it. I think brought it to the U.S. Maybe I'm wrong about that. They do. They are one of the. Um, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> They're they're oh they didn't did they? <laughs> we got this game from Lucky Duck though I think. Oh my gosh! Is that right? Maybe they're just distributing it. I don't care. Do we need to keep this in the podcast or do you need to cut it I'm out? Because you because you look really stupid right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we got this from Lucky Duck. That we got Tang Garden from Lucky Duck. That that does sound really dumb though, doesn't it? It actually has Come On Limited listed for that game now. I think I know. Um, oh. That's weird. Okay. I don't know because I didn't request this that game or anything. I'm not going to cut it out because I don't have time to do that. <laughs> However, what I will say is I'm going to have this rated the same as Tangarden. I'm going to give this one an 8, which is one of my favorites of the year so far. I, I figured you would give it an um, 8 at least. I thought you might even go give it an 8.5. No, it's not quite there. And and I think, you know, I don't know. It's, it's not a super complex game. It's not heavy or anything like that. But what I like is the amount of game that you get and the amount of time that you play. So 8 is a very good game. I like to play... Probably I'll suggest it and we'll never turn down a game. Now, here's another thing that you need to know about me. I enjoy different ways of using, of utilizing the worker placement mechanism. Okay. Um, you know, Nevada City, I think, did a really good job of introducing this new way of placing workers. Court of Miracles does that as well. I like this for okay. all those reasons, for, for right. worker placement, for the plot cards, and the amount of time. Now, this if this overstayed its welcome, if this was you know, an hour even, or, or an hour and a half, I think for this type of game, I wouldn't like it as much because it's it's a shorter game and you feel good about it. I give it an eight. Fun wow. game, Court of Miracles. Okay, that's a really good score. I, I like this game. Um, I like the way that you can upgrade your, your rogues. Uh, I like... I like that it has the plot cards because I think it adds to the game. Even though um it can be a little bit swingy, I I, I still like getting those. Those are kind of... There's exciting moments. But then the negative, of course, then it makes it a little bit... The luck is there a little bit. Um, the chessy element of trying to win to play the token. Uh, your rogue in the right spot. I do like the whole line everything up. Right timing element of this game. Uh, but it didn't... It didn't... Um, it didn't blow my mind. Uh, I wasn't like super excited about this game. So I think it actually was better than I thought. This did get a seal of excellence. Isn't that right, Dean? From the Dice Tower, yeah. From Dice Tower. So that intrigued me. Like, anytime they give a Seal of Excellence, I just want to play the game so I could say that they're wrong because we're bigger and better than the Dice Tower. 
Is that why you're going to say, is that what you're going to say right now? Um, okay. No, I, I really, that's not why I'm really interested in what they give games. And I thought it might be really good uh, because of that. I, it's not, no, I wouldn't give it a still of excellence. I think it's fine. I'm going to give it a seven, a seven okay. out of 10, which is I'm usually willing to play it. An eight would be, I'm going to suggest and I'm probably not going to suggest this game. Like, Hey, let's go play court of miracles. I do like how fast it is. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that is a big it's always nice when you play a game, you feel fairly satisfied after playing for 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. So I do like it. And if Dean wants to play it, I wouldn't turn it down that much. But I'm not going to be like, let's play it. So 7 out of 10, is that better than you thought or about exactly what you thought? That's about what I thought you were going to put it at. And I think, um, you know, for me, it is one I'll suggest. It might be more situational. You know, this isn't sure. necessarily going to be a headlining game. Yeah. Um, but it, it will be one that, you know, if we want to get a quicker filler it's not a filler game but it's a you know a plus it's yep. not like too heavy or anything like that that we can play pretty quickly with a lot of players this is it this is a lot of fun there you go all right john ultimately is this worth it you said 20 2799 27.99 um whew. yeah that's a good deal you know yeah. i mean for me i'm not going to go get it because i don't like it enough to go get it especially with my collection but um so i mean maybe not because of that for me but it's a that's a great there's a lot Lucky Duck always comes out with ridiculously good prices. I feel like on their games. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. I, I I'm I'm with you. I think this one's worth it. I definitely think it's unique enough to have a spot in a collection, though. You know, even if you sure. you know, even if you're tight on getting games, I think this one's unique and can fit in there. There you go. So that is an eight for me, seven from John on the Court of Miracles. Let's get to our top five games that are rated a thousand plus. <laughs> long one, <laughs> long long title. All right, Meeple Town. You know, we had a mailbag the other, I don't know, a few weeks ago, right? Uh, an entry into our mailbag that said something along the lines of us talking about the games that we kind of maybe disagree the most with board with BGG. Like what games are rated really high that we're not as big of a fan of? What games are rated low that we actually really like? And so I had thought to myself, let's kind of do one of those like hidden treasure type, you know, lists here. And so Dean and I decided to take games that are BGG rated 1,000 and under. So this is going to be 1,000 to who knows and pick our top five games here. Dean, when I had that suggestion, you really liked it? Yep. Oh, that was a question. It sounded like a statement. You really liked it. Yeah. Question. I liked it. Were you as excited about it when you started doing the list? Probably not. I feel the same way. That's why I said some like, of these I am. Yes, for like, sure. There are some games that I'm just like, I think my number five, I think is a fine game, but I'm not just like, I thought I would get really jacked up about this list. Like I was gonna be like, Oh man, I got this treasure and this treasure. You should play this and you should play that. And if you haven't played this, you got to try that. And yet I don't feel like that about this list, but I do feel like every game is solid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually like a lot, all these games on the list. What it what I like about this list is that it's going to bring to the attention games that don't really get talked about very often, especially sure. from us. Maybe from other players they do. Um, and also, there's some there's someone here that I'm really surprised by, and I'll, I'll I'll mention that, and maybe a little upset. I might flip a table or two here or there that they're not ranked higher. Wow, you ready for that? I'm Who's ready. starting this off? I don't care. All right, let me start Wait. it off. Not, never in a million years would you think that I put a clue game on my list. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, this is list is going south quick. <laughs> if this is on your list, 
Number five for me. Oh my. Is a game that oh, released in 1991, Clue the Great Museum Caper. John, you've never played this game. No. Do you like hidden movement games? Not really. I mean, they're okay, I guess. Okay, then you probably won't love yeah. this game. Clue Museum Caper is a lot of fun. And it, it, it look, we play this in our family quite a bit. This one is rated, or sorry, ranked 2004 overall. So and it came out in 1991. This game's not getting any higher, I'll say that. Yeah. Clue Museum Caper, you are trying to find out who is stealing the paintings from the museum. So you got one one person who's the thief going around stealing paintings, and the other ones are security trying to find them. You've got security cameras in this. You've got characters that are going around the board. I picked this one up for about, I don't know, 5 or $10 a couple years ago yeah. at um, Tennessee Game Days, the virtual flea market. And it has been a big hit for my family. I will say this. It is also a big box. This is in a big old box, and that stinks. But this is one that's going to stay in our collection for quite a while. I really like this one. I get why it's not rated high. You put Clue on there. If this didn't have the Clue name on it, in the board gaming geek community, this game would be rated higher. There you go. Sweet. You like that? Yep. You going to try it with me? No. Okay. Never. Obviously. Oh, by the way, I can be... play this with, with, you know, you can play this with the young kids, which is a big plus for me. It says ages 10 and up. You can play with a younger child than that. There you go. All right, so my number five is a game, and I wrestled between my number five and this. Oh, this was a hard place. This is Concordia. Probably, this is definitely the game that I'm least excited about having on my list. This is actually one that I even sold out of my collection, but I still like it. It's just, again, I'm trying to keep my collection 150 or so, and I guess I have about that many games that are in the top 1,000. 1, is there some way that you got Concordia on this list? You seem to work it in all of your list. So five is Concordia. Okay, expansion, some no. expansion that's rated low, maybe. My number five is Fine Sand by Freedom and Freeze. Oh yeah, that's a good game. You know, this is one that I just I don't. It's a deck deconstruction game, and it's got a race element to it. And I don't understand. It's rated seven, six point seven, and I I feel like it's better than that. I I, I get why maybe people don't love it. But I feel like this is at least like a seven out of ten. Don't you think so? I wonder what do people have it what do people have it rated that's not the BGG rating? Does that make sense? What do you, oh you no no it's six point seven is what I'm talking about. Is that what you Is that there is, is that the board game geek rating or is that the rating? It's not the weird geek okay, rating. No, so that's, that's the, the actual the, one on the page. That's I kinda get that. It's not a great game. It's a lot of fun, but it's not it's not great. It's ranked really bad. I mean, it's ranked three thousand six hundred and sixty overall. Um yeah, I mean but it's interesting. I've been looking at some of the comments and I don't get a lot with some of the games that aren't rated highly here. I do have one there's one here on BGG that's like I don't understand why People haven't, you know, haven't rated this. But there's also the cool piece to this that there's the campaign that you go through in this game. Yeah, that is neat. Which is kind of neat. It is neat that there's getting you're getting new cards every single game. You're getting new cards into your deck, and you're trying to. Yeah, I kind of wish I didn't sell this one now that I'm. Oh, you sound like you you're big on this game. I'm not big on it. Apparently not. You sold. No, it. I'm not big on it. But I'm, I I think it's a solid game. Yeah, this is the one. This is my least favorite though out of all these five up. There's some other ones that I really, I don't know. Maybe I should have changed it, but it's still good. All five of these are in my collection right now. If you haven't, all of them are in my collection except for this one. Okay. So, okay. and I'm I'm much more excited about the next four, um, but I, I still like this game. Like if you're if you've been interested in it, it could be, yeah, it, it's something that you should check it out. Yeah. If you like deck building, John games might be selling you on this. He had yeah. it, sold it. He said it's fine. It was <laughs> it was one of the hardest games for me to sell, and okay. I probably shouldn't have. 
it, honestly. We enjoyed the plays. Of yeah. I was really surprised by this one. I, I probably shouldn't have. We You can go. We have a video on it, right? We do, yeah. yeah. You can go check it out. Yeah. I think I gave it like a 7.5 out of 10. It's yeah, that's about like that. Seven maybe for me more. It's I like it better than Court of Miracles that we just played. Wow. Okay. So there you go. In your face. My number four is a hidden movement game. John, do you like hidden movement games? Are you kidding me? I'm not. Right. What is this? Is this like a hidden movement moving? Hidden movement top. There's a reason these see, Dean loves all his games that are rated less than a thousand because his games are not, are garbage. No one else <laughs> likes them. But Dean's like, Yes, they're awesome. This is the hidden movement game to rule them all. All right. This is the granddaddy of all of them. Okay. This one came out in 1983. How about that? Scotland Yard. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. rated, ranked 1224 overall um, BGG. Do you agree with that? I've never played it, so I have no idea. You've never played Scotland Yard. Have you played any hidden movement games? Sure. No, you haven't. <laughs> you haven't played Scotland Yard. You haven't played Clue. You played sure Fury of Dracula. Nuns on the Run. No. Letters to Whitechapel. You've no. never played any of these games. All I right. know that I have played some, but I can try to think of what they are. Off the top of my head, obviously they didn't make an impression on me. Okay. Scotland Yard. Cryptid? Is the, are you serious? I'm just kidding. You're a, you're a host of a board gaming podcast. Yeah, We're going to do top you five like what you like. hidden movement games. You like what you like. And if you don't really like it, then why play it? Okay, but you would like hidden movement games if you haven't played any, I think. I know I have. Okay, okay. while you talk, I'm going to come up with hidden... Ouch. I've got a you haven't played the most basic ones, for sure. Scotland oh, I Yard, no, I... Scotland Yard is the most basic of that. And I get why people wouldn't like this, because there probably are games that are better than this that have... Um, extra things that go along with the hidden movement part. Like in... Um, Free of Dracula, you're trying to defeat Dracula, but you don't just find him. You have to actually defeat him, right? Okay. Um, same for whatever that Plaid Hat Games game was. It's not coming to me. Uh, good radio right now. Nope, Ugh. can't think of it. Okay. I've, I've probably played it. Scotland Yard, one person is Mr. X, and they get to wear a hat. My copy has a hat that says oh, Mr. Gosh. X on it. <laughs> this is why it's rated on this. That's ridiculous. What other game do you have that has a hat in it? All right. So well, I mean, how is that selling me on the they're game? They're moving around on the board. It's a hat that says Mr. X. Okay. They're moving around on the board, trying to remain hidden. All the other characters are detectives, and they're trying to find it. All they have to do is move their piece into the location of Mr. X. That's it. Okay. That's the entire game. I have played this game a lot, a whole lot. I mentioned the the group, my mancation group that goes to a cabin and plays board games every year. This is okay. one that we'll play, you know, three or four times. And this game can be lengthy, too. It says 45 minutes on here. I've played games that are two, two and a half, maybe even plus hours. Okay. Um, that's it. That's the entire game. I like Scotland Yard a lot. I've introduced it to a lot of people, and it tends to be a big hit, especially with non-gamers. Okay. That's, you, you're that's not finding fine. anything, are you? Nah. I, I'm really surprised. You need to play some hidden movement games. I think you might like them. I, I know I have. You just... You can't find any though. I'm struggling. I'm not gonna lie. You keep looking, and I'll I'll, I'll find. I'm, tra- for I'm you. transparent. All right, next game. Spectre Ops. That's what I was talking about. Spectre Ops. Oh, yep. Haven't played that one. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about an actually good game. Okay. I'm just kidding. Maybe Scotland Yard's good. It might be. I know people that like it, so it may be great. Trambon. How about that? Tronbon. Huh? Tron Tronbon. Trombon. Tran Tronbon. Okay. Are you correcting me? You've not played any. Hidden movement games. Would you stop talking about that? 
I'm looking. I'm looking pretty deep here. I don't think you played any of these. So this is a game by uh, Helmet Ohi. Yeah, holy, sorry. I totally said that wrong whenever I was, because I was looking down at something else. Because he has done Russian railroads, Dean. Did you know that? Did you know Trombon was by the gentleman who did Russian when railroads? When you said the name, I recognized that name. So yes, I did. I mean, no, but yes, I know now. So this is this is basically, <laughs> all right, so it's trains as a theme, but it's almost like Lost Cities cranked up a notch. It's not a. It's definitely not a heavy game. It's rated right here, a weighted on BGG at one point eight three. Um, but I, th- that's the best way I'm going to explain it. I'm not going to go into all these details. Um, you're going and you got customers and all these or passengers for your trains and your lines and getting rid of your lines at the right times and all this kind of stuff and buying different, um, yeah, engines and different things like that. It's it's very. It's got a similar feel to Lost Cities, Dean A, which I like. Lost Cities. That's a great game. It adds trains and adds a little bit complexity. That's why it's my number four. I think you would really like this game, and you've never played it. You've told me that multiple times. That you I, it's think a two-player-only like game. It's one that my wife and I bring out. We haven't played it in a little while, but it's fairly, fairly right. Thirty-minute game that we brought out, and I always love it. I really enjoy this game when I play it. If you haven't played this one, you need to check it out. Yeah, I'd like to try this one. Hidden movement games. There's only five pages of them, and all the ones that I listed are pretty much it. A lot of war games fall in that category, but Rambo and Jaws are both hidden movement games that we need to play. Maybe we should find those and review those. You like Rambo? Let's hear what your number th- you three like is. like Jaws? Maybe our top 80s games or something? Okay. All right. What's your number three? My number three is a game that I'm not sure if you've played this one. This is a Haba game, but it's not a kid's game. This is Adventureland. Um, mm, I've never played that. This one. is a fam. It's not that it's not a kids game, but it's it's family. It's more of their family line game. So, uh, Adventureland is, uh, it's kind of weird to explain it because you're playing different scenarios. So it depends mm-hmm. on what scenario. But the the gist of it is, you're moving two pieces, as far east you want, and as far or as far west as you want. But you can't. I'm sorry, east or south. But you can't ever go north or west. And you okay. are going to take these different items. You're going to be taking herbs. You're going to be taking swords. You're going to be taking, uh, I forget what the other one is, um, gold. And eventually you're going to be fighting monsters. And okay. you're going to fight monsters by rolling dice. But then you have modifiers with your swords, with your um, with your herbs, with your gold. And that's kind of it. But there's different scenarios. Like I said, some of them, you might be trying to gain a lot of your characters. Oh, you can also gain these uh, adventures to go along with your adventures. So you might be trying to build up your group to be the biggest group. You might be trying to, um, you know, defeat these different types of monsters. So there's different scenarios in this game. This one has, has been another big hit for my family. Mm. This game night that I did at my, um, at my wife and, uh, son's school last year, I guess it was. I introduced this to a family. They bought it immediately. They yeah. they really like this one. Um, this is a lot of fun. I'd give it a this shot. This is Karuba. I'm more interested in this than any other game you've said so far. Karuba was another one that came out around this time. Um, in, again, in that family weight game. But Karuba's got a lot more love for some reason. It's rated 461, which I get that because I really like Karuba and I'm. I don't know which one I like better, but Adventureland is surprising that it was rated higher than a thousand. In fact, it is rated one thousand three hundred ranked through one thousand three hundred ninety-one. Interesting. Yeah, it's a fun go. game. All right, so that's hey, this your number. Is a, uh, 
This is a Kramer Kiesling game too. There you go. How about that? Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't realize that that was mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, that's your number three. I failed to mention something very important about our our list, Dean. The rule that we made up ourselves, because we do made up rules just like the game of Fort that we reviewed we can do last whatever week. I want. We decided not to do games from 2019 or 2020, just so you know. And the reason that was an important rule. It is, and the reason is because we don't want them to be ranked lower just because they haven't had time to rise. So it would be unfair to. I mean. We really liked Alma Mater. It would be high on this list, but it just came out. That's the only reason it's not ranked this high, for example. So, And we didn't even want to do 2019 because some of them, I mean, they have had less than a year, right, to rise, rise through the ranks. So I just thought it would be less interesting. My number three is a game that is going to be controversial. It's a controversial pick. Some people are going to – a lot of people are going to be like, dude, you're out of your mind. But some people are going to say, that's a great pick. That is going old school, baby, going 1906. Rook. Good pick. That is the oldest game on the list. That's right. Rook yeah. is really good. I love Rook yeah. a lot. I've played hundreds of times. There are I've played so many trick-taking, uh, quite a few trick-taking games, Dean. I just go back to Rook every time. The simplicity, the bidding system at the beginning where you're trying to bid what you can the points that you're going to get. It's got it's, you know, it feels kind of spadesy, you know, or whatever, but it's got a little bit more to it. It's, it just feels so streamlined, and it's one of those games that I bring out, and I know there's nostalgia to go with this. I do know that I sat around and played it, watched my parents and my grandparents play it, and as I got older, you know you, you know those games? Uh, my mom's side did Pinochle. My dad's side played Rook. And you know those games where you're watching the adults and you just can't wait for for to get to that yeah. magic age, uh-huh. that time where you're allowed to play the game. And like when I was able to play Rook, I was just like, it just felt so awesome. And I still, we bring this out at Christmas all the time. Still, we bring it out at, even with all these games that I play, this is a regular game that comes out um, because it's just a blast. A trick-taking game. I like to play four-player four Rook. I know that there's variants that go from, I think, two to like six players or something. I have only played the four-player Me too. Rook. Rook. Yeah, you but, play with the red one. You play the normal rook rules. I started playing the normal rook rules. We had we, that's my favorite way to play. We I, it is mine as well. We had some crazy rules. Like when I went back and like not super crazy, but it was the the McPeters family rules were just like the red four. Do you guys play with the red four as a big card? No. Yeah. So that's what they had. The red four was like behind the rook every single time huh, and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. There's so many variants to this. Yeah. yeah. There and it actually it's really it's. A history lesson. It's really interesting because it's usually regional. If you go look at like Kentucky and Tennessee, like I've I've actually done that and looked at these different variants, and they say this is predominantly from this region. This is predominantly from that region. It's actually pretty interesting. But listen, if you have not played Rook and you like a good trick taking game, you have to try this game. Yeah, I agree. Now I will say this. It so for me it was euchre. Okay, yeah. euchre is the the thing that I learned to play. It wasn't until I moved to the south that I. Learned Rook, and, and it was easy to pick up because it was still a, a trick. I like this game. better than Euchre. Um, and, which is, I think, uh, I, liked, I like Euchre. You still like Euchre better? I like Euchre better, better be, only because it grew up on it. I know that I would like yeah. Rook better if I grew up on that, you know? I feel like Euchre has a lot more luck because there's not as many cards and stuff, and you have to get the right draws and all that. But. Sure, right. But they're still the same. It's still fun. You know, I like, I'll play it. They're really similar games. There's some people that are mad right now because... When you have your trick-taking game from your growing yes. up, it's like like Pinochle, Rook, Space, whatever. All these games, like people are like seriously passionate about them. I'm interested to know, like for our non-United States Whoa. listeners. You just, you just turned into a man. <laughs> for our non-U.S. Uh, listeners, 
if there are trick taking games that are in your region that we might not even know hey, about, yeah, email I would us. love to. What's the mailbag? Uh, so meepletownmail at gmail.com. I would love to know what are, what are we missing in this? You know, I know there's yeah. other games. There's a ton of trick taking games. We have talked about spades or hearts or anything like that. Um, there might be some out there that we don't know about that are in different regions. That would yeah. be interesting. Teach you is the one I haven't played that I really would like to play. It's just weird though. Like I, I can teach you, teach you. Yeah, I can't actually. I've not played it. It's but. just one of those things. I've played so many, and I'm always like, mm, I just rather play Rook. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, this could be my number one of this list. Actually, what is what is that ranked again? Rook two thousand two hundred and seventy eight is a six point four. Euchre came out in eighteen forty eight, and it is ranked fifteen seventy three. Mm. How about that? That's interesting. People Town agrees with me. Well, yep. My number two. Are we ready? Yep. Ready to move on? I'm ready, man. My number two is a game that we reviewed not too long ago, actually. This was a 2018 release. Okay. However, this was a re-implementation of a game that was released in 2015. The 2015 version is ranked 3,191. The 2018 version is slowly pulling up on the slow internet here. It is ranked... 3,778. That is Cosmic Run, specifically Cosmic oh, Run yeah, Regeneration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, you really like this game. A lot. Yeah. I rated this one an eight, if I remember right. Okay. Um, this is a Dr. Finn's game. It's a dice rolling game, kind of push your luck, uh, where you're trying to get to these planets faster uh, by based on the dice that you roll. And it's kind of like poker style, I guess, of getting, yeah. you know, uh, pairs and things like that. Um, and it's, this one's a lot of fun. I enjoyed this one quite a bit. I'm surprised that this one's not, I am too. It's ranked higher. I, it was a borderline game for me as well. Dean and I were talking about it. Like it's a really good game, you know, yep. um, plays pretty quick. And I, I don't, I, I, I'm really surprised that that game just doesn't have more, more love than that. I'm not saying top 10 game or, you know, it kind of fits a, a sweet spot for me that is, uh, we just mentioned in, in Court of Miracles, you know, I, I have a thing sometimes for shorter games that have interesting decisions. They're not fillers, they're filler plus. That's what this is. Yeah. That's what a lot of Stephen games are, and I, I like them. So Cosmic Run, Regeneration specifically, I think is a ton of fun. Like this one. Definitely check this one out. Sweet. All right. So my number two is a game that is that this one's ranked 1144 so this is just kind of just outside and this is an Inca and Marcus brand game Dean and that's My Village. You've never played My Village. No. You but want I to love, though. I love I love Village. Yeah, and, and this game is you're actually, you know, dice drafting in this game Dean. I mean, I've seen you, this one played. Yeah. And you like that. You like that. It's interesting you you draft you take two dice and you have and to be able to do and there's a ton I, I cannot go over there's just a bunch of different things you can do in your village you know producing goods and selling goods and doing all these different things but one thing that's really interesting is there's also black dye to go with all the white dye and uh black dice to go with the white dice and you may have to you may want to 10 dean but you can only get it by taking one of the black dyes and guess what that does it's starts bringing a plague your way Ooh. so you're so it's just i just think it's a really fun game i don't i wish this it's a seven out of ten i wish it got a little bit more love than this i think that this is a pretty fun game it's not my favorite game i'm not over the moon about it but it's a really solid game and it's really cheap like i'm, I'm looking at this right now i'm gonna tell you right now here's another one i'm giving you guys some deals today 21.99 on amazon i've seen it cheaper than that too. i have to i got it for like five bucks wow I like one of those like mini mart super good deals or something like that Brought to you by Miniature Mart. Nope, no, we're not. 
Cool Stuff, Inc. Nope. Game Nerds. Still not. Game. Card House? Card House. Yeah, we're just starting to say all of them because we're going to give them all a shout out and props. Barnes yeah. & Noble. Walmart. Target. Target. All right. All Got right. It? That's it. That's, that's number two. Yep. I don't need any play games in my life right now. So <laughs> I guess that's probably true. <laughs> All right, what I do need is happy games in my life. This is a happy game. My number one, this one is ranked 5,353. Whoa, that is way down the list. Came out in 2017. Okay, now I. I, You talk about this game all the time. (laughs) I do. Santa's Workshop. Dude, you always find a way to bring Santa's Workshop onto your list. I love Santa's Workshop, and you know what time it is coming up. It's getting there, man. It's almost Santa's Workshop time. I have so many Christmas games to play this year. I'm hype. You can't wait. I even considered putting Christmas Tree on this list, which is rated outside the top thousand. I don't remember where it was. Christmas Tree, I think, is rated. Is that right? It's ranked higher than Santa's Workshop, now that I think about it, which is interesting. Really? Yeah. Christmas Tree is a really fun game, but we're not talking about that. Santa's Workshop is a worker placement game. I'm looking forward to playing that this Christmas. You're going into workshop building toys, and that's it. When, when it comes Christmas time, you want to have the one with the most cookie points. I love Santa's Workshop. Now, I get why it's ranked lower, probably because it is a seasonal game. Most people don't play Santa's Workshop in July, for example. Yeah. Some people do. I've seen people take pictures of it, but... It is a very seasonal game. If you don't like Christmas, if you don't want a basic worker placement game, you might not like it. For me, I love this game, and I've really enjoyed my plays and introducing it to new people that may not have played worker placement before. Yeah. Big hit with them. Yeah, I I do enjoy playing it every Christmas for sure. Yeah, for sure. Santa's Workshop, that's way too low. But it's it's rated 7.3. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. There you go. All right, so my number, Dean, here, I'm just going to go ahead and tell Dean to go ahead and complain right now. My number Concordia. My number one is ranked 997 overall. You literally just said the rules, and I you did. broke them. I broke the rules because it, this is in the spirit of the game. The spirit of the list is games that are rated way low, and here's the thing. Do you think the spirit is more important than the rule? Yes. Okay. The... The, here's the thing. These rankings change all the time. Last night, this was 995. Now it's 997. Tomorrow, it might be 1,000. Okay. That's why it was so close. If this was 980, I wouldn't have put it on the list. I just said, I'm going to do it because it's so close. This is a game that gets... I don't understand why it doesn't get more love. It's a 2018 game. Maybe it needs a little more time, but it's been two years. And For, you just said it dropped two spots. Yes. So. <laughs> Forum Trajanum, Stefan Feld, Michael Menzel Art. This is a great game. I didn't look at. Wow. Okay. This is ranked. I didn't. 1, I started at a thousand. I didn't look at anything below that. So, I, interesting. Isn't that? Isn't that? That doesn't make any sense. It's such a good game, Dean. This is the one I'm the most like. I'm like, the other ones like I get it because there's a thousands of good. There's a ton of good games. Like I get why they're outside, but they're still good games. This one I don't get. This should be a top thou. This is one of Stefan Fell's better games. How many, how be- many ratings games. do we have for Forum Trajanum? 1.8K. You think that that's just people haven't played it? I mean, that's a decent amount, right? It's, ra- it's, rated, it's only r- rated 7.3 on their, for, on their top page, which I'm like, that's a better game. The last three ratings are really high that they've got on here. Um, but then there's people here that say, you know, they just don't get it. They don't like the game that much. And I just don't. 
someone here saying the first fell game they've been totally disappointed in. Like, I just don't see it. I think it's a brilliant game. That's really interesting. You know, I'm not saying it's the best Feld or any as you, as you know, but I'm saying it's it's a really high one for me. I think it's. What do you think about this, John? This came out the same year as, as Carpe Diem. Am I correct? Carpe Diem. Yeah. Is ranked 374. It's not even close for me. Yeah. It's really not even close that this game is is for Carpe me. Carpe Diem that is better. more approachable. It's I'll more. That. That's why it's. And I agree. I understand why it's rated higher because of that. It's more approachable. More people can play it. Um, and I, I like. Carpadium fine, but Carpadium's not in my collection anymore, and Forms of Janum ain't leaving. Yeah. This is, that is really interesting. Yep. That's, uh, you still broke the rule. Like, there's no forgiveness for that, right? Is there any other games, let's just move on, are there any other games here that are, that were borderline you want to quickly mention? Absolutely, yeah. Um, Fireball Island was my number six. That's um, not ranked in the top 1,000? I booted 1, it off because Santa's Workshop. I didn't, I didn't go down that far, but you did, and you said, hey, you gotta check this out. So, yep. That made the list. Fireball Island is the new version is um, ranked 1027. Uh, this was a 2018 release, so it would have made it. I think this, I don't know if it's rising or what, but Fireball Island, like this one a lot. And then this one, I really struggled. This actually could have been really high on my list. The um, Catan Starfares. Yeah. So I didn't know what to do with this. This is a 2019 release, which is why I did not put it on there. That's the only reason. But it's rated pretty low. Yeah. Right? But Starfares of Catan, which was the original version, um, is rated... Hold on. Let me go back here. So Catan Starfares 2019 release, 2634. Okay? Mm-hmm. But this was a reprint of... Oh, got a little frog in your throat I'm there. getting at that point. Um uh, this is a re-implementation of the Starfarers of Catan 1999 that is ranked 1,052. Mm-hmm. So it being a 2019 release of the newer version is why I didn't put it on here. Yeah. However, uh, that game's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a ton of fun. It would have made my top five, no doubt, if if I, yeah, if it was a 2018 release and it was still 1,000 plus, it probably would have been my number one. Wow. Yep. There you go. Um, one game that I, a couple games here, I just mentioned very briefly. A game by, um, a game by Mattel, Dean. How about that? Spirits of the Wild. Hey, I, that was on my uh, short list. Maybe fifteen. That's a 20. really fun. You know, you can't buy it anymore. It's sold out. You can't get it anywhere. Really? Yeah. Okay. So if you if you're excited about that, you can't. You got to go on eBay and pay fifty bucks for it or something Ooh, like that. Not worth it. Fifty bucks. Yeah. It's like a fifteen dollar game. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah, but I mean, if it's a really light one point. Two seven. It's a really light, fast two-player game. If that's your jam, then it's a really good game. Like it, it really is. Uh, I'll mention a game that was in 2019. That that's one. Foothills needs more love. Mm -hmm. This is ranked 2000. There's a reason I said this. It's not going to get up in a year. It's not going to enter the top 1,000. 2,795. It's a brilliant game. You haven't played this one yet, still or no? Still have not. Yeah, such a good game. You need to check that out. Um, Pioneer Days was kind of borderline. I enjoy Pioneer Days. That's it wasn't going to make my list. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. I thought that was pretty... It's not a bad game. Um, a couple games that I'm going to mention real quick is uh, a couple of Spear de Jars, Spill de Jars, uh, Little Llama. Llama was a nominee. Can't even crack the top 1,000. That was going to make your list? Nope. I'm just, I just want to say... <laughs> I just want to make a comment well, you just want to poo-poo it's on 1,700 it. overall. Wow. Uh, I also want to make mention of a game called Pictures that is 2019, but is 2,800. Another. So we do know that the, the committee... The Spiel de Jars committee don't give two rats behinds about what BGG thinks. 
So what would you say? The Meeple Town Games of the Year is a better list? Because of course we, it is. Because we follow of course it is. the crowd? Is that what you're saying? We don't follow the crowd, but... The crowd follows us. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Exactly right. All right. Hey, I'm done we with this episode. We have that much sway. I'm done with episode 57. Can we, can we stop this now? I'm ready. Tell people how they can get in touch with us. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would love for you to rate it. If you don't enjoy it, we would love for you to never rate it. If you want to go to MeepleTownGames. Does it help us more to get low ratings but <laughs> have it, more? I don't know. Oh, MeepleTownGames.com okay. has most of our stuff at MeepleTownGames on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and BoardGameGeekGuild3407. Thanks for coming down to MeepleTown. Hey, I think we really do need to get one of those signs. The, the days, no. days Without Nonsense. Last days since I'm fine nonsense. with that. I'm you fine with that. I'm also fine with, we, we were just talking earlier, I really do think that we sway everybody. <laughs> I think Meeple Town is so popular. You have a high view of yourself. That like I, I think that you know that people are making comments that are like, "Wow, should Meeple Town sway people this much?" You know how they do that to Tom Vassell. They're starting to say that about us, with our hundreds of listeners. <laughs> <laughs>